Welcome to Alchemy in the Midlife Kitchen with Dr. Anne Moyer Bussey, a podcast series for women in midlife who yearn to gain new clarity and purpose for the afternoon of life. Anne, welcome. Today we're talking about beliefs and patterns of behaviour that would wound your soul. Is that right? That's right, Chris. Last time we talked about beginning. And when we begin and we begin to ask those questions or voice those questions, we discover that there are patterns, if you like, of behaviour or beliefs that limit us in some way and we don't really want to know about them. So today I thought it was good if we looked a little bit more closely at some of those and um, how we can put those into the blender. I read it in March, just when COVID-19 was beginning, and there was an article in the Spectrum in The Age by Monica Ducks, and she called it a wild hormonal ride. And very interesting article. Her son had asked her, how was her metapause going? And she wryly commented that her son wanted to skip his homework and he was trying to gauge what kind of reception he might receive. Was she the dangerous metapausal mum or was she the sweet regular mum? (laughs) Knowing all these um, hormones that put a woman's life upside down. But she writes how she was cheered by the phrase he'd coined, metapause. And she reminisced that until she got onto the metapause train herself, she'd always associated menopause with crass jokes about hot flushes, chin waxes and dry lady parts. But now in her pre-menopause, perimenopause, she finds herself looking at this amorphous mass of symptoms that this stage heralds and that sometimes goes on for years. That is until things finally even out again. And while she's telling her pre-menstrual daughter that this is normal and nothing to be afraid of, she also feels not wholly truthful because, in her words, she said, being a woman can suck. It can be messy and leaky and ragey and in the end of it, all you get is chin hair and a dry clacker. And I can vouch for that myself. But the real reason that makes menopause so challenging is that it isn't just a physical change. It also marks the end of your morning of life. It's the end of youth and vitality as we knew it. Or is it? Yes, it is the end of morning. But endings also mark beginnings. And it's the beginning of a new phase. Look at all the women you know who are happier as they become older. Women who recognise that now there are some things they don't have to worry about anymore. They can call on their wisdom and experience and deal with new challenges. Because when we're young, we often feel very self-absorbed, full of our own sophisticated ideas of what's right and wrong. I can remember that very strongly in my 20s and thinking there was one right way to do things. But rarely do we question the forces that shaped us, diverted us or wounded and distorted us. What forces perhaps did support us and are still at work within us, whether we acknowledge them or not? And what forces put us on a track that maybe led us in a wrong direction? 
So this new phase, moving into the afternoon life, is not simply about repeating the script and expectations of the first half of life. It's very easy to want to repeat rather than rewrite the story of our life. And isn't it self-deluding to keep doing the same things and yet want different results? I think we all know that if we keep doing the same things, we're not going to make the change that we want. It's like being on a treadmill. So I was thinking that if menopause is an initiation into something new, what's stopping us from taking that first step? Or as we said in the last session, what's stopping us from starting close in? What's going to continue to wound our soul unless we either leave it behind or transform it into something that we can use for the afternoon of life. Jung said that the afternoon of life must have a significance of its own and cannot be a pitiful appendage of the morning. And how do we know what this significance, this purpose is, unless we go into that process and ask those questions? So we have to reassess our values. I'm sure lots of us have gone on a mission through the house, on a declutter mission. (laughs) Have you ever done that? Clothes we haven't worn for a long time, books we haven't read, cleaning out the cupboards. So what's important to us now? Because we only have one wild, precious life, as Mary Oliver the poet said. What are we going to do in this one wild, precious life that we have now? What's limiting or self-sabotaging? What are those beliefs that limit or self-sabotage us? What's the story that we've been telling ourselves? Or what's the story you're telling yourself and still telling yourself? Because stories sometimes become excuses or labels. You can't put something new into a jar with an old label on it. And how often we do this as women or we have it done to us and unfortunately how quick the medical profession is to label people or we've been labelled by our parents teachers well-meaning friends and be honest we've labelled ourselves so we need to look at those labels do they really belong to us and do it with self-compassion and do it with love If you had a little child who fell over in the mud, would you make her stay or him stay there and keep the mud on as a reminder not to fall again? Would you? So why do it to yourself? Because so often this is what we're doing. Or like the house declutter that we just talked about, what baggage are you carrying around like a sack of potatoes around your neck and it's preventing you from moving forward? Because a lot of stuff we hang on to, it's like that baggage. It might be blaming parents, blaming teachers, blaming someone else. It's their fault. It's an excuse. We don't want to move forward. David White, that lovely poet, said once, anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. Anything or anyone 
that does not bring you alive is too small for you. So some of those questions that we need in this conversation, what are the things, what work, what relationships that we've settled into and they've become a routine, but they no longer bring you alive? Or you don't let them bring you alive because we've settled ourselves into the routine. This is not blaming the work or the other person, but the way we have settled into it. What's too small for you at this stage? What's wounding your soul at this stage? And in David White's words, you must learn one thing. The world was made to be free in. Give up all the other worlds except the one to which you belong. You must learn one thing. The world was made to be free in. Give up all other worlds except the one to which you belong. And sometimes it takes darkness and the sweet confinement of your aloneness to learn that anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. So I guess the important part of this stage as we enter that alchemical kitchen is to put everything into that blender and to discover what's wounding the soul, what's keeping us from becoming the woman that we want to be, what's keeping us from becoming the person that we're meant to be. So don't forget to join the Fabulous 50s and Over Facebook page. And if you want to go up deeper into this, do sign up for a free 45-minute discovery session on my website, annemoyabasi.com. You've been listening to Alchemy in the Midlife Kitchen with Dr. Anne Moya Bussey. We look forward to your company next episode. I'm Chris Ashmore. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.